and welcome to Sacred Stories, a podcast by the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats in Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Sacred Stories is hosted by Reverend Dustin Pickett, Elizabeth Montgomery, Megan Crowley, Rachel Bell, and myself, Mike Bennett. Join us every other week as a member of the UD community shares how their story intersects with a reading from a sacred text and encourages us to explore that same intersection in our own life. For our final episode of 2020, we're happy to welcome Dr. Eric Spina, our university president. In preparation for this episode, Eric shared with us a few of his lesser-known characteristics, such as the fact that his favorite movie is Saving Private Ryan, his favorite book is The Wise Men, Six Friends, and the World They Made, and the fact that both his parents were educators. Dr. Spina loves to play games, travel, and bike on our amazing Miami Valley bike trails. However, he was all business when he had breakfast with the Dalai Lama, and dinner in one of the great exhibition halls of the Vatican Museum. Thanks for sharing with us today, Dr. Spina, and a happy holiday season to all our listeners. Uh, Thanks very much. I'm happy to be here and excited to share a little bit of my story on the Sacred Stories podcast. Today, I'm going to share three uh, short excerpts from a book by Pope Francis called The Name of God is Mercy. And the book is essentially the Pope responding to a series of questions by Andrea Tornielli. I selected the text because I deeply admire Pope Francis and his focus on loving and supporting the most marginalized members of society. And because I think mercy is just so important to us in society today. Mercy granted both by God and by by our fellow humans. Um, I think more important than, than ever. So let me start with the first uh, passage. And the question to the Pope is, why, in your opinion, is humanity so in need of mercy? And the Pope responds, because humanity is wounded, deeply wounded. Either it does not know how to cure its wounds, or it believes that it's just not possible to cure them. And it's not just a question of social ills or people wounded by poverty, social exclusion, or one of the many slaveries of the third millennium. Relativism wounds people too. All things seem to be equal, all things appear the same. Humanity needs mercy and compassion. Pope Pius XII, more than half a century ago, said that the tragedy of our age was that it had lost its sense of sin, the awareness of sin. Today we add further to the tragedy by considering our illness, our sins, to be incurable, things that cannot be healed or forgiven. We lack the actual concrete experience of mercy. The fragility of our era is this too. We don't believe that there is a chance for redemption, for a hand to raise you up, for an embrace to save you, forgive you, pick you up, flood you with infinite, patient, indulgent love to put you back on your feet. We need mercy. The second passage begins with the following question to the Pope. You have said many times, God never tires of forgiving. It is we who get tired of asking him for forgiveness. 
Why does God never tire of forgiving us? Pope Francis responds, because he is God, because he is mercy, and because mercy is the first attribute of God, the name of God is mercy. There are no situations we cannot get out of. We are not condemned to sink into quicksand in which the more we move, the deeper we sink. Jesus is there, his hand extended, ready to reach out to us and pull us out of the mud, out of sin, out of the abyss of evil into which we have fallen. We need only be conscious of our state, be honest with ourselves and not lick our wounds. We need to ask for the grace to recognize ourselves as sinners. The more we acknowledge that we are in need, the more shame and humility we feel, the sooner we will feel his embrace of grace. Jesus waits for us. He goes ahead of us. He extends his hand to us. He is patient with us. God is faithful. Mercy will always be greater than any sin. No one can put a limit on the love of the all-forgiving God. Just by looking at him, just by raising our eyes from ourselves and our wounds, we leave an opening for the action of his grace. The final uh, passage I want to share uh, begins with the question, what similarities and differences exist between the mercy of God and the mercy of man? Pope Francis responds, This comparison can be made for every virtue and attribute of God. To walk down the path of holiness means living in the presence of God, being irreproachable, turning the other cheek, and imitating his infinite mercy. From Matthew, should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two. From Luke, from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. From Matthew, Give to the one who asks of you and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. And finally, from Matthew, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So many teachings from the gospel, all of which help us understand the overabundance of mercy, God's logic. Jesus sends forth his disciples not as holders of power or as masters of a law, He sends them forth into the world, asking them to live in the logic of love and selflessness. The Christian message is transmitted by embracing those in difficulty, by embracing the outcast, the marginalized, and the sinner. Now, a couple thoughts that I have as I read on that and reflect is that um, we have to recognize right up front, we all sin. We all make mistakes. So as humans, we must know how to ask God for forgiveness, ask God for mercy, as well as ask our friends and our family, those who we've sinned against, uh, for, for for forgiveness. It's not always easy. Right? We're prideful, we're stubborn, we're convinced that we're right, we don't want to be embarrassed. But nonetheless, in these passages, the Pope encourages us that, yes, a path to righteousness, a path to our own self-satisfaction, our own sense of, 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 of the future, is to ask for forgiveness, to ask for mercy. And then importantly, uh, we have to be able to accept the mercy, accept forgiveness, and forgive ourselves when God does or when uh, a friend or a family member who we've wronged does, does ultimately for, forgive us. So uh, we have to be able to ask, and when given, we actually have to be able to accept that and move on. So I know there's a stereotype of the uncaring, unsparing CEO who worries not at all 
about whether or not he or she wronged someone, but is just focused on moving the company, moving the institution ahead. As president here at UD, I think that's very important for me to know when I've wronged someone or some, some group, and then not be afraid to ask for forgiveness and mercy. Shoot, even in the past month, I've appeared before two small groups, apologized, and sought mercy. While some people may think that asking for forgiveness and mercy is a sign of weakness, I learned early from my dad and mom that it's a sign of strength. I think that's particularly true at the University of Dayton, where living and learning in the family spirit is so central to who we are. So yes, indeed, I firmly believe that seeking mercy, whether from God or from co-workers or family members, is a fundamental part of simply being human. Now, the flip side of this is that uh, we also have to practice the granting of mercy and the giving of forgiveness. And this is, I think we would all agree, where uh, in society today, um, we're not always very good at that, uh, giving people mercy, uh, providing them the forgiveness that they, that they need. And uh, as, as I uh, go about my personal and professional life, uh, it's this that I, I really hope that I uh, Im improve on, is showing people mercy and granting people forgiveness. Now, just a, a couple quick questions for uh, you to reflect on. Um, first of all, I, I highly, recommend, re highly recommend the book, The Name of God is Mercy. It's a, it's a short little book with some really great, uh, great uh, responses by, by Pope Francis. Um, the, the first reflection question is, I encourage you to find an example of extraordinary forgiveness or mercy from your own life or, or from, from history. Um, and, and seek and, and really think about why and how um, that person was able to grant forgiveness in extraordinary circumstances. The one that I always think about is uh, way back before most of you were born, in 1981, when the Iranian hostage crisis was over, one of the hostages, and I remember it to, to this day, 40 years later, Terry Anderson, uh, almost immediately upon uh, being freed, uh, very publicly forgave his captors. And I just remember thinking at the time, how could someone who had been um, held captive and in some cases tortured for 440 some days so quickly and willingly forgive his captors? And I've thought uh, then and, and many times since, if Terry Anderson can forgive his captors, can't I forgive someone who's wronged me? So again, just think about something in your own life or historically uh, where someone has really shown the ability um, to, uh, to grant forgiveness and mercy to someone else. And then uh, I'd also encourage you uh, to both consider, is there someone that you need to forgive, someone that you need to show mercy to, uh, even from long ago, that uh, you can put yourself in a better position and importantly put them in a place of some, you know, easing their mind and, and making them, um, putting them in a place where they're more, um, more comfortable with themselves by granting them for forgiveness. And then from whom do you still need to seek mercy and forgiveness? Are there people you've wronged, uh, individuals who you've harmed, um, that would enable you to achieve greater peace of mind uh, if you were able to ask them for forgiveness? So I appreciate this opportunity to share with you. And uh, again, I highly recommend 
uh, the book by Pope Francis, The Name of God is Mercy. And let us all come together in prayer. You, the one from whom on different paths all of us have come, to whom on different paths all of us are going, make strong in our hearts what unites us, build bridges across all that divides us, united make us rejoice in our diversity, and at one in our witness to your peace, a rainbow to your glory. Amen. This is a prayer attributed to Benedict and David Steinel Rast. Thanks for listening to Sacred Stories, produced by Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Our theme music is by Scott Paplo, Campus Minister for Liturgical Music. We give a special shout out to Riley Harrington and Sammy Niewoner, undergraduate assistants in the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats, who support the work of this podcast. We invite you to rate and review us wherever you may be listening to this podcast so that it's easier for others to find. Additionally, please consider subscribing to our podcast so that you might receive notifications of when new episodes are released. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as our Campus Ministry website. We hope this and future episodes help inspire you to explore the sacred experiences and intersections with your own life journey. If there are ways we can support and accompany you in your journey of faith, please reach out to us. You can learn more about Campus Ministry on our website, udayton.edu slash ministry, our Instagram, which is at UD Campus Ministry, and our Facebook. Check out our videos on our Campus Ministry YouTube channel and our upcoming events for undergraduate students on 1850. Peace and God bless.